0: I want to talk today a little bit about giving somebody food if the, you suspect or you know that the person is not going to make a bracha. This is a halacha in Shulchan Aruch. The uh, halacha in Shulchan Aruch is in Kuf Samach Tes in Orechaim Sif Beis Lo Yitein Lechal Elo L'Misha Yodei Aba Seems pretty clear cut. You may not give someone to eat unless you know that the way L'Shulchan Aruch Elo L'Misha Unless you know about the person Sheyvarich. Says the Biralaha Alacha, de b'muchzuk sagi probably if the guy is wearing a yarmulke and tzitzis and uh, has long payas and a beard, probably you could assi- even without the long payas and the beard, you could probably assume that if he's generally a religious Jew, you don't have to quiz him first and say, do you make a bracha or force him to say a bracha out loud for you necessarily but you're, allow- but you're allowed to assume that someone who has a cheskos is going to make a bracha but the question is, what if someone doesn't have a cheskos What if you're a person who wants to be involved in kiruv and you want to invite people to your house for Shabbos meals because there's nothing that's a more effective tool for Kiruv other than going to Eretz Yisrael or inviting people over for Shabbos meals. Those are the two most effective tools that we know of that help in Kiruv for chokim. So what are you supposed to do? You're going to give them, uh, you can give them something to eat. They're not going to make a bracha. They don't even know how to make a bracha. What's a person supposed to do in that situation? Or Let's say you have someone working for you, and they they're working, they're doing physical manual labor, and they're working very very hard, and uh, they they need a drink badly. So you're not going to offer them a drink, but when you give them a drink, you know they're not going to make a bracha. So what? What is the uh, what is the halacha? Is there any? Are there any exceptions to this rule? So first of all, where does this all start? This starts with a gemara in Maseches and Kuf Zayin that it's also to give a piece of bread to a person unless you know that they're going to be notol unless you know that they're going to wash for the bread if you think that they will not wash for the bread you're not allowed to give them bread um, the, uh, the, the brysa over there says you're not allowed to give a piece of bread into his mouth and uh, the Beis Yosef points out from the tour, that it sounds that is lav-dap. it's not only that you're not allowed to stuff it into his mouth, but you're not even allowed to put it in front of him so that he could eat it. You're not allowed to give it to him to eat. Even if you put it, says the Beis Yosef. The question is, that's what the Beis Yosef says. What if you bring it out on a serving plate? And you don't know what he's going to choose to eat, what he's not going to eat. You're allowing him to take whatever he wants, but you're not actually giving him anything. So that the Beis Yosef doesn't say. What does it say in That already makes it sound like even if you just put it out so that he can eat, which would include even putting it on a serving plate in front of him. So it doesn't seem that that's going to be the place where we're going to find our kula. That uh, since you're not doing it so directly, it doesn't seem that that's going to be our case. Now, the case in the Gemara is a case of niti Yadayim. Is the same thing necessarily true about a bracha rishona? Just because you're not allowed to give someone bread if they don't do niti lishyadaim, is the same going to be true about a bracha rishona? So Rabbi Yonah, in uh, the end of Perik Elu over there writes that Yesh lemaiden mikan sheein roi elamisha yevarech that you can't give somebody any food unless you know that they're going to make a bracha. But says Rabbi Yonah, if your kavanah is to do a mitzvah, for instance, Shinosin b'torah tzedaka mutter you're giving it to them not because tam you want to give it to them, but you're giving it as tzedaka. It's an ani, so you have to check, make sure the ani is from before you give it to them. No, you can give it to the ani. That's a great mitzvah, and that <laughs> will override the uh, the potential iser of giving him the food when he's not going to make a bracha. The ain't of of the says the Beis Yosef. Dalitin l'shamesh nami mitzvahu. V'afilu hachi loyitin l'alom ken yadei yadav. Says the Beis Yosef, I disagree with that, Rabbi Yona, because the case in the Gemara was giving food to the Shamash. When you have a waiter who's working for you, the halach is that you have to give him food. That's also a mitzvah to, to give him food, so that he shouldn't be serving you. Even an animal, you don't make him work with food and not give him the ability to eat while he's uh, working with food. So you have to give the waiter. Also, you have to give him food. That's also a mitzvah. I don't see the difference, says the Beis Yosef, between the mitzvah of tzedakah and the mitzvah of giving food to the shamash. That's how uh, the, Beis Yosef, the Beis Yosef writes. Um, however, the Ramah in the Shulchan Aruch, on the spot, says, im He quotes yesh mekilin. He doesn't quote anybody. He says yesh mekilin that if you're giving it as tzedakah, that it's okay. Apparently, in agreement with Rabbi Yonah, not like the Beis Yosef said. Uh, the... Um, the Mishabrura writes on that line that if you give a betorah tzedakah that there's, uh, that there's reason to, uh, to be makel So the Mishiburah changes this a little What does he say? That the reason you're allowed to give a betorah tzedakah is that you don't have to withhold the mitzvah tzedakah from yourself because of a concern that he might not make a bracha What's the implication? And he says it explicitly. What's the implication? The Taz says it explicitly. The implication is if you know it's not just he might not. You know he won't make a bracha. Then you're not allowed to do it. You can't. Say, it's a mitzvah of avera. You're giving him. A, I don't know if you call it a mitzvah of avera. You have to see if it fits the guitar, But whether a is ase do halosa say a mitzvah of avera. But 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 uh, you can't. The Rishabur says you can't give it to him if you know for sure because then it's an avera. What avera is this? Is the avera of the neiver. Right, So you're not allowed to do the aveir of Lifna either, even if it's the only way you're going to be able to get the mitzvah of, uh, of tzedakah. So that's how, how the Mishra Buruh says, so if that's correct, then we're, we're still in trouble. right? What do we do in a situation where we have someone who we know is not going to make a bracha? So we already have one kula. If you're doing any sort of mitzvah, and there's a chance that they'll make a bracha, so the Mishra says that it's okay. What if you know that they're not going to make a bracha? So... The, uh, the, 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 um, sorry, the halichos Bas Yisrael quotes a Lashon from, uh, I think from, from, from um, but in order he, he, maybe he just says, summarizing what other poskim say, the halichos Bas Yisrael, in Yadal, it also says Gimel writes, The best thing to do is ask them nicely to make a bracha. Generally, if you ask for things nicely, people don't get insulted and upset when you say things nicely. Maybe sometimes the better rates are, certainly if it's a Kirov situation. When you invite people over to your house, they're very receptive to following your customs. If you say, okay, now we wash our hands, they'll go wash their hands, why do they care? And if you say, okay, now I'm going to say a blessing, and uh, traditionally you answer amen to affirm my blessing, and you explain what the blessing is. I'm blessing God for giving us this food. That's something anyone can relate to. People can relate to the idea that uh, that you should bless God and thank God for the food that you're going to eat, and they don't generally have a problem saying amen to something like that, so you could be motzi them in the bracha. It's going to be very challenging for people who are not familiar with Hebrew to say the bracha on their own, but that would certainly work. That's the ideal situation. If you're able to say a bracha, they can answer a main, you'll be mozi them in the bracha. Rav Shlomo Zalman writes in Mincha Shlomo, Simin Lamed Hei, that in Ba'ilov HaRe'a Chashuv, Asher Eino Shomer Torah Mitzvos, what if you have the president, the senator, the prime minister, you know, someone big, come to your house, and he's not a Shomer Torah Mitzvos, but he's someone who does love B'nai Torah, and uh, and he's good to the Jewish community, he's good to the from community. Some Orchim are so that you don't expect them to conform to your practice when they come to your house. You have to conform to them. Like if the president comes to your house, you don't say, listen buddy, in my house you got to wash your hands before you uh, have any food. He's going to expect that that, uh, that that you should follow his lead and whatever his protocols are. For instance, if you have a chasidish rebukh come To your house. So the Chasidish Rebbe, when he comes to your house, doesn't follow your protocols. He tells you, he sends his Shamish with a list in advance. These are my protocols, and this is what you need to do in order to make me comfortable. And that's the way, uh, that that and, and that's what you do if you're interested in having Chasidish Rebbe. So, if you have someone who's a Chashova politician or something, you have to follow their protocols, and it's going to look like an insult if you say, well, you have to answer a main to my bracha, and you have to wash your hands. So, then what do you do? He's a Jewish person. He's going to become even more distant from Torah, and he's going to start getting angry and hate people who follow the Torah. So he says, in that case, you can give him food and drink because if you don't give him food and drink, it's going to be a worse lifneiver. What's the whole reason it's l'fniver to give him uh, to give him drink to give him something to eat or drink if he's not going to make a bracha? Is that he's going to violate the avera of not making a bracha? The yishtadra Rabban He's going to. He's, he's He's not going to do the Mitzvah of He's going to violate the yisur of Rabban and v'asal lehanos melamazeb bracha. But you know what will be worse if you give him if you don't give him food and drink because he's not going to make a bracha. Then he'll say that these from Jews are ungrateful and they uh, they look down at me and the, and it'll cause sinul. Cause uh, it will cause a much worse yisur. He'll violate yisurim <laughs> Raisa of those systems of chichabul of haftal recha of sinas Torah and talmid chacham etc. Will be much much worse. So Shalman Zalman has this phenomenal chiddush. That when it comes to lifneiver, we can look at relative lifneiver, relative to what you would be causing him by not giving. Um, is it is it better to give? or some says, yes, in that situation, it's better to give. Now, one could argue and say, no, one is beshevi altasa, one is say The lifneiver that you would be doing of making him hate, hate uh, from people would be done by not doing anything. But uh, the lifneiver you're doing by making him not say a bracha is by actively doing, by by actively giving him something. But Roshamu Zalman, nevertheless, is convinced by the Svara, and this, a similar Svarah is suggested by the Chazanish, um, quoted in the Pe'er Ador, Ch'il Gimel, page similar Svarah by Tzitz El Yezer, Ch'il says something uh, very similar to this. So this seems to be a widely uh, accepted kula that, that people have. Similarly, you could give a guest who's not Shomer Mitzvos to eat, even though he's not going to be Mivarech, if if your your intent is to be makari from the Torah, because again, if the whole point is that it's a key roof process, as Mzalman, which is the greater lifneiver, not inviting him, well then then he's gonna he has no chance. When's he ever gonna become car of the But if you, you if the first few times you invite him, he may not make brachos, but slowly but surely you'll get him into it. So then uh, obviously it's a much much lesser lifneiver than the lifneiver of not inviting him at all. And that's what Sternberg writes as well in Yaredaya Chelak Aleph of. Uh, Goes, Gimel. Rosh, Rosh also says that the minig is we have to be makel in this because we're trying to be makariv people. And he says, look, there's no rule that I can tell you exactly where you draw the line. Sometimes, sometimes you if you don't invite him, you're going to be marking him further from uh, from Torah. Rosh Tremach in general has a lot of chuvas about Kiruv. and this is one of the exa- And he writes in his introduction, "Don't be surprised by how many kulas I have in my sefer." because I deal a lot with the uh, Balchuva community, so I have to have a lot of kulas to help out in, in Kirov. I, generally, I was never surprised by how many kulas he has in his sefer. I didn't find it to be so, uh, you know, so, so makele. But, uh, but in this situation, he says again, that we have to be makele on that, on that issue for the relative Lifne, Lifnei Ivar and the general positive feelings that we'll be able to give the person.